Hey everyone, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, honey, which can be, I mean, riveting. It can be absolutely, you know, exciting. It can be, oh my God, it can be also, why is Marcelino here? At the end of the day, hopefully mildly sweet. Hi! We are, listen, very pumped. And I am for sure doing it. So I'm just going to make sure I tell you what's happening because this was the best episode that I've seen in a minute of Love After Lockup. We are season four's episode 49. <laughs> it's called Busted and Disgusted. Which in this moment, I don't know who this is in reference for, but I'm just going to say is how I feel about Chance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe, first of all, again, great episode. Did I say that already? I mean, just like lots of different emotional climaxes. There's like things happening with multiple people. Like I, the Monique and Derek, just like family thing was a whole thing. Obviously the Chance and Taylor thing was a whole thing. Like I just really ate it up. There was no Monique and wait, no, there was no Justine and Michael which we don't need any really anything because they're all fake. And there was Brittany and Marcelino, but barely any. So that's totally fine too. And um, God, there I wasn't just, any like, Lindsay and Blaine either. Yeah. That's why this episode was so good. Wow. I hate to say it. Those are the three ones. And I love, and I, it isn't like that. I don't like them as people and I've enjoyed their storylines up to this far, but I'll be honest in that. You got to know when to hold them and when no one to fold them. And I want them to go on their merry way. I don't need any like, inauthentic drama. I don't really want to drama anywhere from them anyway because I love them so much and I want them to get on with their lives, but I definitely, you know, need to see Chance put back in prison as soon as possible. So like, right. that's right. So like, you know, that's like what it is. It's like, it's no hate for them. It's like, you've graduated, you know, we all can't be here forever. So yeah, uh, I just, I, my God, what a great episode. Um, but who do you want to start with, babe? Let's start with Brittany and Marcelino, get them out of the way. So with Brittany and Marcelino, Brittany is hanging out with the kids and was trying to turn the little boy off and was like, where's your off button? And the little boy was like, oh, it's here. And then Marcelino is in their bedroom, I guess, reminiscing about their wedding because hot off the presses, they, he just came off of the conversation with Giovanni talking about it. So he carves up one of their wedding photos to put it in a ring box in order to surprise her. And, you know, they're eating mofongo, which I was like immediately like, mm, I want like some of that mofongo. Okay. Wait, quick side note, because obviously we talked about it and like, where'd my phone go for sure. But then also we never know what it actually is. Like, can you tell me what it is? It looked yummy. Um, yeah. So mofongo, let me look it up. Make sure I'm Is it meat? Is it bread? It's, it, no, it's um, plantain. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Thank so you. it's um, it's plantain smashed up. It's green plantain, which <sighs> I don't love green plantain. I'm doing it right now. Um, are fried and then mashed with garlic and crushed pork rinds. Not everybody puts pork rinds in it though, but it is delicious. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, it's a Puerto Rican dish, and um, I had it when I lived in New York City. <clears throat> well, now. That's the end of them. He comes out and proposes and he's like, yeah, we should do this again. And she's like, oh yeah, I want to renew my vows. Her head is telling her no, but her heart is telling her yes. And moving on to I know, I know. God, thank Cameron you. and Eris. Where's their picture? Well, there's a picture of Cameron with the shoe. 
Oh my god, that's the best picture ever. <laughs> yeah, this was a this a lot of this didn't make sense to me, but we're gonna talk about it. So we start off and um Cameron is walking downstairs and uh -uh, teeth out flag away. Right. So I was like, I'm sorry, come again. And then yeah, this man takes out his grill and then puts his red handkerchief back in his pocket. I mean, you're from California, you know what that means. Yeah, that's that's a blood. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's not because obviously, I mean, you know, on the LBC there's a lot of Crips and which are blue, which is why Snoop Dogg is blue. So this guy's against Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he's a blood, and uh, she's like teeth but out. Cardi, but sorry, sorry, but Cardi's a blood too. Yes, that's why I want to say yes. Yeah. So she how, Yes. So how come Cardi and Snoop ever, so Cardi and Snoop will never do anything together is what you're saying to me. They're too rich for all that nonsense. Like Cardi affiliated herself with being a gang member and being a blood, but I don't think she actually is. I don't know if she got jumped in. Maybe she did. But I mean, at that, at that level, as soon as you like graduate high school, to be honest, for me, none of that makes any sense. When people are talking about rapper beefs and like gang banging, I'm like, you guys don't have bills to pay and other things to do like that. That does not excite me. Um, so he put that shit away and took it out. And it was a good scene because it felt like it normally wasn't him. It felt like it was produced, but it was so produced so well that we didn't couldn't tell. Yes. And he's such a good actor and performer. Mm -hmm. that, you know, as we've said, I mean, like I'd hire him right away. If I, I mean, any casting director watching this has to be like, honey, who's his agent? Yeah. Yeah. He, she says, um, that her father's coming and she's super nervous and he's like well you shouldn't wear that outfit then you're gonna tell you're pregnant and she's like i can't suck in my belly <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, first of all, absolutely. So any, so after this part, I'm like, well, he's going to know. And so any other part in the scene where it's not, that it's not immediately what we're talking about. And for him to say anything to the contrary felt like a bait where I was like, <laughs> so anyway basically as we're saying um dad comes over now dad is wearing not just like a chicago fan shirt this is like actually a different scene but i wanted you to see it here is it in the scene uh he and it's this oh i just realized yeah he's wearing this yeah he uh he is just like a uniform like he looks like he just got off pitching practice you know like what a fan you know like what a hardcore <laughs> is it did he wear that shirt for Cameron? Because Cameron's from Illinois. Isn't Cameron from Illinois? Is he from Ohio? I'm not sure. Never mind. Oh, um, like to, to like be like, you know, like my sports team's better than your sports team. He's just an older black man. And th that's how older black men dress. Not not the exact outfit, but the color coordination. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I can see purple. Yeah. I just, I just. Yeah, I guess for me, it was like, it's not a baseball. Yeah, it just, it looked like a uniform. Just anyway. But, you know, I guess people wear, people wear jerseys. It's like, I don't understand baseball. I just don't see the people in those kind of things unless you're at a game, you know. But, you know, maybe he's, that's how big of a fan he is. And I also feel like Chicago fans are bananas, you know, wild, you know. So he, you know, he's just, maybe he only has those shirts. 
And I can, you know. Okay, so oh, go ahead. <laughs> it's a black man thing. I'm telling you, you're you, what you're seeing is like uh, the choice of a black man to wear a baseball jersey in his own like fashion. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that a jersey or is that a uniform? So it doesn't a, feel. It's a it's a jersey. He he got he, however he got it. It's a it's supposed to represent his like with Chicago or whatever. He probably oh no, it definitely does. Uh, now all we know is that he isn't such a big fan of Cam, you know. And obviously, Eris has made that apparent by being like, "You got to like you know, getting up and fly right, you know, before my dad gets here." He gets there, you know, and Cam has never seen people who look so much alike. Oh yeah, it's so funny. He also <laughs> like, just mildly weirded out. Yeah, he's like, wow. They got the same face. <laughs> and he's like, it is confessionals. He's like, I ain't never seen no people got the same face before. <laughs> I have to think that that's what people think of me and my dad. And I can think that's probably what people think of you and your dad. Like, I feel like, do you think it's weird anytime that any man has ever been with us intimately and then has met our dads? Do you think they're, they're like, oh my, wow. Um, I have never had my dad meet anybody I've ever been intimate with. Oh, yeah yeah my dad's only really met one and uh trying to think just making sure yeah one and i don't think you look so much like your dad that it knocks me over oh i know um but i think you do too but i think you do too so you know it's just me i mean i yeah 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 no i know i think you look like your dad but i don't like it doesn't it doesn't make me go oh face take off give maybe because you're so much more feminine you know yeah, I do appreciate that. So um, I love the fact that the grandpa is also like, where my baby at? You just want to see that Lena so much, you know? Um, now he will then get into his point of view, which is that they've been doing things too fast. They didn't have to do things so fast, but, you know, before you knew it, she was getting married before anything that was supposed to happen, happened, like getting his hand asked or like her hand for asked in marriage by the dad and all that stuff, you know? And um as he's saying that, that he's too they're fast, she is literally sitting in an cute, cute, cute play suit with her lovely, beautiful belly. Like, you know, like, belly. You know, like, out and proud, up, high. You know, like, I'm not, listen, I know and I love the fact that this man is so oblivious to a woman's body that he would not know that she's pregnant because obviously I've never been pregnant and I've been asked if I've been pregnant one billion times in this world. So F every other person that's ever asked me in my face. And this man is like, knows, doesn't he, like his own daughter's there and he's like, I don't see no nothing different. You know, just LOL for me forever. Well, yeah. You know? Um. So Cameron has this scene where he puts out uh, like some snacks, you know, for the father. And I just want to have a moment where we like look at those snacks. Okay. First of all, those are the drinks. It's did, what is that? Is that a I said is, thimble. Is that Henny? I said, is that Henny and Coke and then some punch? Is it Coke and Kool-Aid? What exactly is that? It's so weird. Let's get the charcuterie board. Now, so there is a board that has like looks like ham and some honeydew and some watermelon and then another pan with croissants. There's like a couple of grapes. Yeah. Now she, yeah. Let me also say this. Uh, I think that we're both drinking the same thing. The pink drink is the same thing that I'm drinking. Oh, you think that it is a hydration water situation? Well, look at that color. Okay. And then take it off. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I know. No, it's not, it's not the same thing. Oh, it's a little darker. 
But you know it's so funny because I'm wearing pink, so if I go like that, it looks the same. By the way, Wa, uh, just so you know, and Patreon, if you see, I'm wearing a pink shirt. It's not whatever big deal. But I will tell you this to Wa to blow her mind. It's the shirt that we bought. Why didn't together. you tell me? I could have worn mine. Well, you didn't. It's the shirt that we bought together. Okay, well. Day. Okay, well, she's going to go. So I'm going to listen. I'll keep it going because if you think I'm not a professional, I'm not. I can easily keep the show rolling while she decides to go put on the same shirt that she wants to show you that we have. So, um, you know, yeah, like, okay. So after this, he's like, keep things, keep things, uh, keep things slow. And Cam is trying to say his piece, which is like, look, you were incarcerated. So was I. And the guy's like, yes, many times. Like, the guy being Eris's dad. And then Cam's like, I'm sorry. You're right. I should have come and talked to you. From my perspective, let me tell you, I was so happy to be getting out of prison and changing my life and not having to deal with being going back to the streets or the old life or like, you know, I was obviously a drug dealer and I don't want to do that anymore. And so I had to just like get out, get a house, get a wife, get things going for me, like get some stableness to me. And that's why it moved so fast. And I, I'm sorry if uh, it wasn't the way it should have happened, but uh, my sincere apology. And the dad, you know, can kind of just like sit with that. He doesn't quite acquiesce, but he's like, mm, okay. And um, as patron will see, Wa did everything she could to come back with that shirt as soon as possible. Um, so the next scene is that we go and have some time with Lena and granddad. I love the relationship. I wish I could see a little more of them, but this part makes me really, really happy. So they go to the yummiest place, honey. It looks like some it's a stuffed cookie ice cream extravaganza. Okay. So it's like you get to pick your ice cream and you get to pick your cookie and you just like live your life i mean i don't know any better than that um it's it's kind of like i what i wanted to go to is the donut place that abby went to like that's my jam mm, now give me that stuffed cookie place um but yeah i get that i don't know why donuts never do it for me um <sighs> they do it for me so hard oh that i <laughs> that i have to tell myself i can't have any oh yeah because it's like it's, you go off a cliff off a cliff girl i fucking mm -hmm. love them wow good to know <sighs> um okay so granddad has some time with lena obviously cam's not there and um for some reason he still doesn't know that it's not just lena and eris in the booth it's also the baby for some reason still has no idea but he's like lena like look up tell me what's up tell granddad what's up like what's up with cam like what do you think and lena there still with the beautiful knots is like cam treats mom and i like queens not just mom like a queen like us queens and he helps me with my homework and he's good he's smart at it yeah. and to see i mean listen lena is a star i mean you know like there's just something about her i mean you know like that's all it takes for granny to be like all right well yeah okay good you know like i think that he really like resonated with that so yeah especially because granddad has also been in prison too a few times says he yeah and yeah, so no, he... when cameron and him had that little moment uh i think he was willing more willing to understand but he got robbed of an event and that event is having a man ask their father the woman's father for the hand in marriage right yeah that is a that is an event and if you kind of rob a man especially i don't know like you know sometimes some women don't have fathers for men to ask and it would be nice if you did have a parent, a father for a woman, you know, if she had a good relationship with her dad to ask, it would be a nice thing to have that happened. Happen. Yes, yes, yes. Have yes, that yes. happen. 
And so he, so Cameron and like Eris, Eris allowed him to rob that from Cameron, from, from the dad. That's absolutely true because she could have been like, no, 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 no. We can't do this until you do this. Yeah. But she knew that he probably would say no. And she, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, I think that like, you know, to get him out and live together, you know, it was like, it's like one of those things they have to live together. Right. So like, that's why she has to move. They have to, they can't live together unless they're married. So that's sometimes why they have to like rush, 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 hurry, hurry, husband, come to me. Remember Paul Abdul? Okay, moving yeah, on. I do. So I do. Thank you so much. So basically the scene ends with Eris being like, oh, by the way, <laughs> shocker, shocker of your life. Sit down for this one, grandpa. I'm pregnant. And meanwhile, the child's like head's coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like that she's pregnant. And then he's like, what? Wow. Why would I have been telling you? Uh, to wait? to wait you know and it's just like so funny because whatever god bless last scene also i forgot to say this is that you know we get to find out that cam's sisters are coming and they're we love them they're like you know high energy and he by the way is wearing a shirt that just says no face no case which yeah which is the ending of cardi b's song big bad sponsor not the bentley band take a man balenciaga barty back and all you bitches fuck yeah Mm -hmm. last line so no face no case is <laughs> the end of the song so um cameron has the audacity to tell eris that she <gasps> has to make it right with oh his my god sisters. wait so he is calling out cardi b for being a blood oh, no face maybe. no case oh my god while well, we just cracked something amazing you're right <laughs> there are no well, face no case must be and i listen don't come let's look it up let's look it up no i'm not disappointed it might be something that the gang so wanted to know about this we're so sorry but you kind of made it a little obvious but no face must no case must be like something about must be like a call or a rally for bloods oh <gasps> i should be there should be a law and order for me you know what i'm saying like a type of law and order whole franchise where I get to play a version of myself that puts together the dumbest cases possible surrounding the, the most mon, the most like, not mundane, but like the evil, yes, reality shows and or entertainment pop culture subject subjects whose cases could not be less meaningful or impactful to society. There has to be a law and order for me where I can just play like a balls ass detective that cracks stuff like this all the time. Um, so it just basically means no face, no case essentially means that if there's no evidence, no one can be blamed. Now the phrase is often used to reference, uh, to refer to social media, meaning that there's no evidence if of something online, often referencing an event, person or relationship. Okay. <laughs> so do you actually write the word bloods and no face no case oh i didn't i don't know how to okay. google yeah well, this you is do why that. i i know this is you why again this is why i need my own show hey go on now you talk okay so they go upstairs with all of the baby stuff now i'm not sure if they already had a baby shower or if she decided to buy her own things i mean i know that some mommies do buy their own baby stuff because they're nesting or whatnot but i think that i'm like no someone everyone give this stuff for me i shouldn't have to buy anything and i shouldn't have to get new diapers for six months okay diapers and wipes everyone should come with with one so he takes some items upstairs and they start to get the baby's room together and he says listen my sisters are coming and you've got to reconcile because they're kind of upset about the last time we were together and you didn't come to my homecoming party and she's like but i was sick and he's like she's like why didn't you tell them that like what did you say and he said i said you didn't want to come 
And she's like, but that's not what it was. And when they called me, they woke me up and I told them I was sick. And so he's like, you wanted me to make things right with your father, even though I felt like I didn't have anything to make right with him and I did it. So why can't you make things right with my sister? And I'm thinking to myself, because she was sick, not because she had some moment of pride or you know didn't feel like she should have to. No, she was ill. And so therefore could not make it to the party. And instead of you supporting her, you got upset and allowed them to believe that you just simply didn't want to come. So she's like, listen, I don't owe them people shit, but in this moment, I'm gonna tell him that I'll try to do something to make it better. So that is the end of the episode. Now, waiting for Krista. Come yeah, up with no, I can't. Nothing. Now, I'll tell you this is another song. Okay, so there's a song that uh, other people came out with, but I bad. I bet. Uh, no, I'm so sorry. Bad Boys feature recount. Uh, no face, no case. Ola's family. There's definitely you know a call for it, but I can't find a direct link to that certain gang which don't come for me so i couldn't find it so there's no reason to come for me okay great so i uh, not that they would but you know what i'm saying but like as you know i'm one of the biggest targets for, for gangs <laughs> in the world okay so uh I, oh okay. when you said don't come for me you meant the bloods i thought you meant like the audience and i was like no one in our audience knows anything about gangs i like and then you said the actual gang yeah and that's hilarious yeah I know. okay let's move on uh to our next couple uh let's talk about sarah and sean because i think that they're pretty quick in fact there was no sean in this episode at all yeah it was sarah and anthony and abby yeah which abby is like the cutest little redhead uh, I, like, can't get, I can't get over it she should be annie i mean she's yeah. not red hair she's like brown but like it's a it's a reddish brown and i mean we don't know what her her mother and her grandmother's natural hair color is because like they they don't know anymore um but She's so stinking cute. And does she look like her father? I think she has his eyes, right? Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, she has. Yeah, she she's so adorable. She's so sweet. I like, can I be honest? I can't believe this scene. I felt bad for her that this scene was happening on television like this. Mm. And uh, I also couldn't, I couldn't keep my eyes off of it. And I just like, oh God, I just can't believe that you just find out for in front of the world who your dad is. And for the rest of your life, you have that moment on television because she can't consent to it. Yeah. I mean, she didn't I know, can... you know, that part, like that part, like he, that is like, I, I, I just don't know what other realm of world can be like, Hey, like if she's like 40 years old in therapy, he's like, yeah. Uh, one time I found out uh, who my dad, real dad was, and it was on national television. Also, he was incarcerated because uh, there was a drug infueled uh relationship with my mom who's also incarcerated but at the time i was living with my mom and her brand new baby and this and this other man and also cameras were following us all the time but anyway uh yeah that's how i found out who my dad was and now you know i'm just like what happens you think you you think that she would be traumatized from it i think that probably and i i think that i wonder if there's other things that maybe have already happened i don't know it's I, I would hope that this adorable, beautiful child has been like ensconced into a safe and, and safe world her whole life. I know mm. I wasn't, and I had a lot of privilege going up, and I don't know what her life is, except that I can kind of do a little bit because of her mom and the mom history. So God yeah. bless, God bless. And the grandmother history. Grandmother so like who, history. Who was she with? She who was she with the, the entire time? What a beautiful child. I can't, you know, it's like 
sometimes this is the hard part of like watching this show, even though I just said how great the episode was. It's like maybe you- Abby's grandmother became like normal once Abby was born and she had to take care of her. Oh yeah, and maybe you know, like I'll win the lottery tomorrow, so we'll see. Oh, you didn't think <laughs> you know, that's just such a that's just such a like, okay, well maybe in this one thing that could have happened that was perfect. And I'm like, yeah, well maybe. Okay, you thought it was that far fetched. Wow. Well, we were quick with the denial of that. Um, anyway, I just I just think that I feel like the mother must have been, I can't remember her name, but I feel like she must have been wild and crazy. And that's why I don't know, just making up a story in my mind. Uh, anyways, well, let's go back to this. So basically, you know, they're at the donut shop before she finds out who her dad is. And, and Sarah's like, okay, what, what is Anthony going to want? And, you know, this baby is like, I don't, and it's kind of sort of hanging out with this guy. What do you think, mom? Because I mean, let's be honest, you know him more, huh? probably on a more intimate level. Tee Anyway, no, I don't know. But then, you know, Anthony gets there and, um, he gets there and he like has a bite and then he drinks her drink. And I think about this, it's a very intimate thing and it's him trying to force a connection with someone that he says later that he hopes that he accepts her as much as he that she's he's accepting her or she accepts him as much as he's accepting her but like oh my god those two different bodies completely two different minds two different you know stages in life to watch you know she's like oh you're drinking my drink it just felt very invasive for me for someone you know i don't know like it's just i i started to have you know, weirdly empathic moments where I was like, oh my God, this poor girl, what am I about to like watch? And like, how would I feel about her? Anyway, God bless. So they do the same phase. She's so, so beautiful. He's like, hey, do you know why you're here? And she's like, no. And he's like, do you ever wondered who your dad was? She's like, no. And I was like, oh my God. And then Sarah's like, well, Anthony has something to tell you. And I was like, oh, I wondered Sarah's pardon the whole time. I guess it's like, yeah, she was just like, you are the one that should tell him. You know, I don't know. Like, if I had raised, if she would, I don't know how long she's been with her child. If she feels like disconnected with Abby too, like, well, we're all kind of getting to know Abby. Or if it's like, you know what I'm saying? It was so weird that I think to me, I was like, oh, it's interesting that you didn't kind of like introduce, like, he's your dad, as opposed to this man doing it. it but anyway, I guess everything is a choice or whatever. Uh, Abby immediately starts to laugh to try and hide the fact that she's having probably an incredibly emotional moment that is like an out-of-body moment she probably has always wondered every day but just as a little baby on television is not an actress even though she absolutely could be she's gorgeous so it's like to me i was like oh god and then she's just like laughing and crying and he comes over to hug her but she can't quite move her body she can't quite hug him sarah doesn't move sarah doesn't go to comfort her there's something about this scene i was like someone needs to hold that baby. Like she should be I like Sarah, I want you to have her on her lap when he tells her. I don't know what to tell you, but like that there was like I just I think she needed assurance and guidance and she I think she even needed even the feeling of a body and a heartbeat next to her as she got that news. But maybe I did. So I don't want to put that on her, but that's like what I felt. So I would love to hear other people's opinions. Well, what do you think? I felt that it was a hard, uh, I thought it was weird that Sarah didn't reach over to hug her or anything, but I think it's because Sarah thinks that Anthony needs to step up to the to the plate. The problem is, is that I, I feel like Abby just got to know Sarah two years ago. So I think that 
Sarah's making space for Anthony to be whatever. And maybe she isn't as close to Abby as Abby is with her grandmother. Because I haven't seen, I mean, I'm not saying that Abby doesn't live there, but she spends a lot of time with her grandmother because mm-hmm. she's not in a lot of the scenes. Right. And, you know, maybe maybe Sarah's not as close with her as, I don't know. That's kind of what I got from it is that Abby's having to learn two people to be her parent after, you know, her grandmother has been her parent this entire time. And everything happened to Abby so quick. Sarah maybe spent six months with Abby without Sean, maybe a year. I don't, I don't even know. And um, then she married Sean and had a baby, had a wedding. So everything has just kind of been happening to Abby. And probably the only stable thing is her grandmother and her crazy ass ex, I mean, grandfather or, you know, boyfriend guy. And so I just felt bad for her because. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I, I intrinsically felt, felt really bad for her. It's like her parents uh, aren't, I don't know. Anthony is, and you know, I don't know. Anthony, I don't know. I, 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 but I will say that I was very upset with Sarah for not having a red bra. I don't understand. She's too old to un- to not match her bra and her strap. Oh, I I absolutely am not surprised by that. That's not in her wheelhouse. Well, I think I that mean, she yeah. she has pink bras. She she her her wheelhouse is showing different color bras. I think that she like would be. I think there's definitely outfits that she's made choices <laughs> to have that. So I mean, it's just I'm not surprised. Okay, so um, let's move on. By the way just he's i don't know he scares me okay and that's um anthony anthony scares me we'll see what happens with him okay let's move on to uh do you want to do puppy and amber okay so let me bring up the i'm gonna keep singing too there it is okay so our booze puppy and amber so here we are now as we know puppy has been staying with Queen, um, because she got out of Eric's. And by this point, I don't know exactly how long it's been since she's actually left Eric because we've obviously seen her like go to the gym and we had this fight with uh, Amber, then get over that, go back to Amber's house. And last episode, obviously, like Amber got in a fight with TC and like the drinking thing happened, like all of that happened. And I also just need to be like, okay, but also when was the last time that she saw Eric? You know, like in the sense of like, how long has it been? Yeah. Time-wise? We don't have that timeline to know that. But yeah. her stuff is still all over the place. She has not packed her, put her items away. And Queen is in the room eating a bowl of cereal. Like, girl, what you gonna do with all this? And Puppy's like, oh no, you know, I gotta, I guess I gotta give some. She's like, yeah, you gotta give some of that to Goodwill. Some, you know, give my, run me my money. And Puppy's like, I'm gonna pay you, but I'm just worried about Amber. Um, you know, I was over there last night and, you know, TC was yelling and everything. And, you know, I, I just, uh, I worry about her. And then uh, Queen says, well, you need to be worried about yourself and figure out how to get this rent, sell all this stuff and give me my money. And she's like, you didn't do this to Amber, did you? She's like, Amber had my money. So we start going through all of her clothing and how she has like, you know, high fashion sense or whatever. And I mean, they show some shots of her and some outfits that were cute, but we're very like the evolution of Von Dutch. She says she has $250,000 in shoes. Okay. Okay. I 
I cannot imagine it, but I don't think that she's a liar. I think that she might be exaggerating as well as maybe there were times in which Eric bought her something. It was like, it's real. Not real. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, those red bottoms were very 2007. I don't know. It was something that was so platform. I could just imagine like Gigi gorgeous wearing them in like 2012, you know? Oh, is that person so like a big deal? I don't know if it's a big deal. That person married a Getty, so they don't need to be doing wow, anything anymore. That's that's I forgot. God, what a what a glow up, uh, come up or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, basically, after that point, you know, <clears throat> we don't see this. But oh, let me tell you this. So sorry. Then uh, TC and Amber have a conversation where basically Amber's like, again, you didn't do anything for me during this time. You just basically turn the fuck off and he's like yeah i just i don't even deal with my own emotions so i'm didn't do it for you don't do it for me and that's like kind of where they are with that what what then happens is a fight off camera and then what we see is amber somewhat like coming coming to puppy and then telling her all the fucking business what so what happened was is amber came home and the house was a mess and she said that she had just cleaned it. And then she was frustrated about living with three grown men. And I was confused because I thought she said that she lived with TC and her, and his sons. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just old enough to clean up after themselves and they just weren't. But she's like, I don't live like this. And I can't come home and live in a house that's just like this dirty. And I was like... Anytime I see carpeted ground, like floors with where people just walk on it with shoes, I'm like, there's no way you can get it clean. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. Um, so she comes home and she's pissed and she's like, I can't deal with this. He's not showing me any love. I'm cleaning up and I'm paying bills and no, and you know, and he's not even, he's not honoring me. So she calls puppy and she's like, bitch, mount up. Okay. Regulators call Hank, call Jerry, call Sam, call queen, call everybody. And all them fools came over with boxes. I have in my life, I this was one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen in my whole life. I've never had this. I'll never know this. I could not possibly call up six strapping men to come get me out of any fucking jam. I've never in my life had that kind of posse. Do they have to be men? To move things? I mean, okay, you're right. I'm not gonna be like, you're right. I'm sorry. It's just that you're right. I guess it's dropping in whatever. But I guess it's because it, it's one thing to have like friends for sure. But the fact that she could just like, look, you six fucking men here, move the wash, move the dryer, move the couch, move to this, da, 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 and then come back to me. It's just like, I would love you so much, Wa, but if you and Monique showed to my house and I was trying to get the fuck out of like some dude's house, I can't be like, well, I own everything here. So we'll be here for 75 days, you know, like, you know, like, so I'm just like, you know, God bless. I'm like, it's I nice. mean, you know, I would come with a dolly and I would see if my, I get my dad's truck. <laughs> I have resources. Don't tell me I can't do things. I have things. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, but basically it is like, it is, yeah, it is mount up. It is just like, so then we realize that he's at work, but he is going to come home while this is happening, you know, so that like, you know, they're, preparing for fucking throw dead but queenie says something that like her name is queen but i like call her queenie queenie says something that's so cute which is excuse me about the word but she's but she says he didn't give a fuck so right now we don't give a fuck so who gives a fuck 
Because I think that she's trying to be like, why would there be drama if he comes? He didn't give a fuck. So we don't give a fuck. So no one's to give a fuck. But unfortunately, people get fucks. I don't think, I don't know. I don't feel like TC's going to go that hard. Like he might be frustrated that she has men in the house, but like, I think when she's, you know, I think Amber's going to fly off. She is the one who's like ready to go and argue at any moment. So I wait to hear when she was like, I wish I fucking punch him in the face. I was like, I wish you had, I wish the cameras were there, you know, like when he said, she said that he told her that he was not attracted to her anymore. Yes. That is what, and that's when um, she, that's after puppy got there and she gave and puppy actually hugged her correctly this time and like was showing support um but yeah i can't believe that he said he wasn't attracted or when she's like i'm gonna go to gym and he's like it's about time or some shit what he he's she's been making... the best thing that has ever happened to his ugly fucking face he had been making comments like that like remember when he she was like telling him about her like emotional things like we just go to the gym yeah and if you go to the gym you can really work that uh work that emotion shit out so unless you get skinny again i'd be like he's like when he said it it was so flippant and all and just like not understanding and not listening it was just in such a way that i was like oh he's he's out i mean no he's a he's a horrible man but puppy you know puppy is there honey with her arms waiting for yes and then they're like tc's coming and she was like oh my god you know he don't like me and i was like puppy it's not about you babes it's not about you in this moment. <laughs> I love puppy. I, I love puppy. I am. Why do I feel like I am puppy in some way? You do think I'm a little puppyish? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Yes. I don't think she was like, is that what? He doesn't like me. It's like puppy girl. Calm down. And, I know. Um, then, That's what I would do too. I'm so fun. I, 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 I feel it. You would do that too? You said? Yeah. I'm an only child. Oh. I don't quite know what that means. That's why I said it like that. I don't quite. I think know what I think means. the whole world revolves around me. So even though even though logically we're talking about the fact that if he's there, he doesn't give a fuck about puppy because he's like dealing with Amber. But like puppy thinks that her presence alone will only will only heighten in a situation, and that it's about her. She, I think she's an only child too. Well, see, so uh, God is I'm. You, you might as well just call me puppy. It's fine. So um, which is funny. <laughs> yeah. I said, I can't, we actually, you can't call me puppy because there's already a poodle in the reality gay world. So, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, you you know, what's interesting is that Queen has all the right to say that because it was her and her brother that drove Amber to the fucking thing. And I'm pretty sure Queen felt some kind of way about him not being there. And, you know, not that she had to go. What? What's happening? Yes, you're right. You're right. No, I know. Because I'm trying to think, oh, you know what? Because they have a call back to, I was trying to think of what she said. There's a scene in the car where Queenie's in the back and she's, and Amber's talking to TC and she's like, I'm on the way to the abortion. And TC says, what? Well, it's something that like, I am about to have a muffin. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you, and it shoots the queen's face. Like, what the fuck did he just fucking say? Yeah. He says that. And she was like, yeah, just no big deal. And Amber like goes off in the front. It's just okay. like wild, wild. Um, so yeah, TC gets there and we're about to see what goes down next episode. And I just wanted them to be the whole episode. Like, you know, why do we need a moment of Marcelino and Brittany? You're a moment right. taken, taken away from, from Amber and Puppy. We have two um, more left. Let's go to Derek and Monique and let's end on Chance and Taylor, huh? Okay. Um, I didn't really understand Derek and Monique's thing. It was just a lot of yelling, a lot of hiding in bathrooms <laughs> and... The person at the door ended up being her godmother. And then Monique walking around with them white socks. And at some point I saw the bottom of the sock and it was dirty. 
And I just was like, what is this? And they're all just yelling at him. And he has to just, he has to just be like, what do you mean? What you mean? What you mean? What you mean? It's not, I, it's nothing. It's nothing. And the, the, the thing is, it's like, they want him to say, Derek, you like to have tits and ass in your phone. And he doesn't know how to say, listen, I just like looking at titties. I just like having pictures of strange women's butts. I like it. And I'm trying to think if I had a man and all he had was like other women's asses in his phone, would I be upset? Okay, let's think about it. Okay, okay. okay. I it's would like- be because I'm like, you have a problem. And listen, I'm not I'm not saying anything is wrong with your problem because you know a lot of people a lot of men are into into like looking at butts all day. But I'm like if everybody you follow on Instagram is some kind of booty model and you just like to scroll through looking at asses, it's a, it's, I know it happens more often than I would think, but like, you can't be that sex obsessed. Yeah, no, ultimately I could not because it's a, it's a sign of, I I don't think it's, I think it's tacky. And I think that it ultimately is disrespectful for the person in your life, you know, because anyone can see who you follow and you're you know it's just it's not it doesn't bode well for how you view your partner and the longevity of your relationship coupled with maybe also perhaps not the awareness of how it looks on you how it appears for you for anyone to see that you are just like so whatever I think that also I guess I'm like can't you just watch porn at different times you have to have on your phone like in every moment like in every social media like and the other part of is is what's porn what's instagram models and what's being sent to his phone by people that he knows and or he's like trying to get certain people like individually so you know is this only fans where he has a couple of booty models that he pays like there's just there are i guess somewhat levels to it but i i would like if for instance i would not be able to date anyone whose instagram was just full of like, you know, we're going to say booty models or any, or just a bunch of women that are filtered or anything, you know, like whatever. I I don't, I don't like that. You know, I, I, you have to, you know, everything, we all present ourselves in such a way. It's not just this. There's other things that of course, like men could do that would be turnoffs. But I think this is a turnoff for me, you know, because it's just, it, I don't know. It just, it, it speaks volumes. Okay. So, um, yeah, the godmother there is Rachel. Um, she's there. Uh, then her sister shows up, Nicole. And yeah, they are all talking at once. They are just, he is on the fucking, in the fucking hot seat, honey. I mean, like, he feels it. Like, he is going off, uh, His he as they're talking to him about, you know, their relationship and how he's treated Monique. And he's like, well, there's been ups and downs. And they're like, what ups? What? <laughs> what? We have never what? had an up. What yeah. Up? What up, honey? It's not been a roller coaster. It's been, I mean, like she fell off a cliff, and it's just like Alice Wonderland where she keeps falling. That's <laughs> so crazy. How much how old, <laughs> the hole that she's gone down with you? So that part is hilarious. Like they are screaming at him, and they're like they're so upset that he 
has lied to her and cheated on her and that he continuously is like shady about his phone that she always feels like she has to go through the phone that he's gaslighting like well she doesn't trust me and it's like because you have never given her a moment of trust and your phone is full of shit she shouldn't trust you so why would she it's like all part of it is horrible but she at least has all these people on her side and breathing down his neck and right then and there he gets a fucking text they are like ah! he gets a text he's like ah! he doesn't know what to do he's smiling laughing he like runs away by the way he's wearing this like taupe sweatsuit it's really cute I it's like, so like it cute it's so cute i want it i'm like oh yeah. it's an, i don't even care if it's like eunice like i'll buy it you know obviously listen if we have to be taller he's a small man i'm like i have to wear he is a you know, very small size. man yeah. um but yeah so then okay so then he gets this text and then monique chases after him and she goes and finds him and she's like did you delete it did you delete it why'd you delete it why'd you delete it in front of everyone and then like he's like i didn't delete it i deleted it and then he's like letting her see her phone and he's trying to grab at it and she gets it and then suddenly she grabs the phone and she has gotten away from his little arm length away which is and not then hard she's okay? like stop him y'all as she, and so her family surround him as she runs into the bathroom and um the sister sylvia is like move your fingers move your fingers she's she gonna slam your fingers go ahead move those little fingers out the way go <laughs> Little fingers out the way. Go ahead, move them, move them, move them. And so he has to move his fingers out the way while she slams the door to go in. And it's not even clear who actually texted him or what information she got from looking at his phone, besides the fact that women have been sending him pictures. Okay, so this is a couple of things I got, like a little couple tidbits. Okay, this is also an amazing scene. I love this scene so much. So one tidbit is that yes, that girl from the club somehow he found her Instagram, and so she's like, "Well, how'd you find her Instagram?" You know, he's like smiling. He won't even answer. And then I do have a, a screenshot of this text that he had gotten that, of course, um, that she's reading and she's like going up and down it. And then he must have asked her the question. And this is just me, you know, being my little sleuth. Like, well, I got to ask, like, what do you bring to the table? And then this woman says, I could bring a table to a table, love. I got way more than just coochie. And it made me so sad, right? Oh, my God. Talk about a pick me girl. Talk about this woman is throwing throwing herself at Derek telling her telling him trying to say how worthy she is honey not only does she bring her own table to a table not only does she have vagina but like she's never had he I mean I don't know all of together I was just like how does this man have such opportunity I, I mean, know. she wants to have sex with him. Like, I, I, I under like that doesn't mean she wants to like be in a relationship with him or want him, but she wants to definitely like get him over and have like whatever whining and dining could occur from him. Um, but oh. yeah, it was a wild ass scene to have your whole fam, not your whole family, but like your your godmother who like went and got her hair done that very day, girl. It was crisp, okay, and your god sister and your bestie and your two sisters over there and. The truth is, is that the fact that they're all reading him the rights, they should be talking to Monique. Monique is the sucker who keeps allowing him in her life. So it it truly is them being stupid on camera. And we didn't, I didn't care to see it. It was annoying, actually. So then she's like, all right, you can go. She, uh, he's like, you guys should let us talk. And the godmother is like, are you asking us to leave? And Monique says, well, it is getting kind of late. And after she's let all these people yell at Derek while she barely said a word, it's kind of getting late. So they all leave. And Monique asks Derek to leave, which I don't feel like he's actually going to leave. Like, where is she going to kick him out to? Where is he going to go? 
So she has him pack up all this stuff. She tries to help him. And he's like, don't do it. It's okay. Don't, you got to do all that, Monique. And so I just don't understand how this man, she must move slow. How is it that twice now he's had the ability to jump up on her cabinet, go through her cabinets and find a ring or put the ring there and then jump down. Now, this time we saw he did it with his shoes on. And I felt that disrespect was strong because he didn't look for a Clorox wipe to clean down that cabinet. Mm. Disrespect was strong. Yeah, no, good good call, Wa. good call. Yeah, no, I don't think he's been respecting her the entire time. And yes, I think that she does move slow. And I also think that he moves fast and he's wily. You know, he's a wily guy. <laughs> so, uh, all right, my loves. Listen, first of all, we're going to go one more couple, obviously. And let me just say this. I'm so thankful to be able to have this podcast talk about this episode because – I mean, we have a podcast like with all the episodes and not all of them are great, but this is a fun episode to talk about. And you know what? If I did this whole podcast just for this one episode, that's fine. Also, hopefully you guys enjoy the fact that like, who the hell are you going to talk about this episode with besides us? To this degree. You know, I guess other, I guess other podcasters, but you know. Okay. The best cups of the noobs. Snipes, um, is Chance and Taylor. Let's bring them to the Ooh. stage. There they are at a time, happier times. Ooh. All right, my love. So as we know, Chance has hooked up with a friend named Tanya that he was also talking to while in prison. And they are going to go have drinks somewhere. And then Taylor has gone into the Buick app or something like that to track his car while her kids were like around and they thought she was playing a game, honey. And the game was find my friends and find my husband, find my cheating fucking I husband. have a Buick app. Find my, you, find, you, find my cheating fucking boyfriend. <laughs> what? What? Let me finish the, let me finish the joke. Wah, what? I you have s- a Buick app. <laughs> you s- <laughs> Sorry, I did. I interrupted the joke. But I was like, what are you talking about? It's a GMC. I have a Buick app. That's why you said that. You're thinking of yeah, me. But, no, I don't need the Buick app to find you. You actually are on my Find My Friends. I know where your ass is at all times. No, but I'm saying you said Buick app. It's the GM. He has a GMC. Oh, it's a GMC okay. app. But I'm saying you thought of that because of me. Uh-huh. Great. So, uh, so Bobby is pulled up. Uh, okay. So anyway, so they track where they are. They know where he is. He's pulling up. It's Bobby and you know her sister. You know, like uh, twins, twin, like Thelma and Louise, honey, like out for blood. I do love this. Like this part makes me really happy for these two sisters. Like you know, she Bobby says guys are such douchebags, and they as they pull up, honey, it looks like she has saved a nug of a cigarette in a pack that like she was like i'm gonna need this one later and i definitely don't have any money and can't procure one one left so she lights a filter. it's a filter this, this bitch lights a fucking filter okay <laughs> and while you can talk about her nail polish i know you want to i mean i just haven't seen that color blue nail polish since i was going into the thrifties to get revlon nail polish back in like 94 did you it, get ice cream afterward? Oh, so yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just was like, girl, you if you are going to put nail polish on, you have got to invest in nail polish remover. No woman who puts nail polish on should ever be in a space where they don't have nail polish remover. And let me tell you, nail polish remover. Well, sometimes things happen. You're talking to someone who literally got like a moment of 
fucking fame because Ellen DeGeneres got mad at my nail polish and the chip. And it, sometimes chips happen. That was in fucking 2005 when you, when there wasn't gel nail. What are you talking about? That was the longest time ago. That was 12, 12, 2012. It was 2012? Yeah, I was working at Real Food Daily then. 2005, I was a two-year-old. <laughs> God, wah. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> you know, okay, so. That was crazy that you said it was 2012. Um, <laughs> anyways, so like, you should have no, pol- you, you don't have no polish remover right now? Yes, of course I do. But sometimes yeah. things happen, you know, like sometimes things, you know, like sometimes you close a restaurant and then you open the next morning and it's like, oh my God, you've had eight, you've had seven hours. You Chris, know, like, you were talking about a time before gel nail polish. Okay. There's no this, excuse. Bobby almost died. Bobby almost died, you know, like multiple times. So what do you want Fine. from this woman? Fine. She's smoking a, she's smoking. I mean, a filter. Okay. Uh, so anyways, this, this place is okay. called like Misty something or other. I saw. <gasps> I know Misty River. No, I know no, it's called like Mist Misty something, and it's one of these like shopping center, uh, bar slash grill slash pool tables or whatever, and you can smoke inside of there. So mm-hmm. it's one of those mm-hmm. places. So they roll up on on Chance and Tanya, and we think based on all the things that Taylor has said up until now that she's going to go in and actually open her mouth and speak. She's going to say something. She's going to speak loudly. That's what we think. But the girl is sitting in the car crying before she even gets in there. Then she gets in there and she cries even more. And then they're talking and Chance is like, oh my God, there's Taylor. And Tanya's like, are you serious? And he's like, hey, Taylor. Okay. Taylor, hey, hey, how are you doing? Like he doesn't fucking live with her. I know. The, everything part of this is horrible. Taylor has just had a fresh-ass baby. You know what I'm saying? So Taylor's body's hormones are just like... draw. I mean, who knows what's happening in that body? You know, I can't imagine. You know, the hormones. So it's like, she starts crying. It doesn't stop. But I'm going to tell you this. It's so weird. She's She'll cry for the entire time, of course. And she has eyeliner on. And she's um, scared about the way she looks the entire time. And I, this is... I, I think that she's never looked more beautiful this entire scene. And yeah. especially afterward when she's in the car. Her hair was really nice. It was like the bright kind of flat ironed. Yes. Like it, was, it was good and like flat ironed. And her it, makeup was good. She had like a sparkly eyeshadow. And yeah, it was good. And she just was like, I'm not going to use toilet paper to wash my, to the, to clean off my face. But then she uses like hard hand paper. It was, I, I yeah. I, I, I don't. Toilet, Bobby, even, I thought Bobby, Bobby was going to ride. Bobby did not ride. They just got there and started like pacing around. And someone tried to give her a seat. And she's like, I don't want a seat. No offense, but I don't know you. I don't know you. Why couldn't you tell me you were coming here, Chance? And Chance is like, I don't have to tell you everything that's happening in my life. I just got out of prison and I don't want to be in a prison. With... It's just like, he just, I mean, he doesn't know how to behave after that. He goes to the bar and gets everybody drinks thinking that's going to work. And they're like, no, we don't want drinks. So he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll drink it all myself. And then he, I mean, we're just watching an idiot be an idiot. And it he is was a riveting. toxic troll. Yeah, he's yeah. a toxic, he's horrible. I mean, this scene is, this. I almost feel like Bobby and, yeah, it's like Bobby and Taylor just sit there and watch this man make a fool of himself. And they're like, we don't know what to do because he's drinking and he could go to jail. But what they're also cognizant of is that, is that what's her fucking name? Tanya. Tanya is all over him. She's all over him. She's trying 
to be like, yeah, I'm on your side. It's crazy. And you didn't tell me we're just friends. No, there's nothing here. But at the same time, she's like, no, you have to calm down. She's touching his chest. She's like, and I mean, this is in front of someone who just had his baby. Like it's, she knows what she's doing. She's no woman is that fucking crazy. And then at one point he storms off into the bathroom and she follows him. And then he goes like, oh my God, Taylor's going to be so fucking jealous. And she's like, <laughs> and then she comes out and she's like, I mean, this woman is horrible too. So then they, then it becomes a thing where he's like asked his friend if he can go to the friend's house. So then he goes outside to, to drive to the friend's house and then he's drunk out of his fucking mind. So the security is like, you're not driving dude like i will call the cops which of course he can't even be drinking much less if the cops come he's screaming and then bobby and taylor are like trying to be like the cops are gonna be called you have to chill the fuck out and tanya's there too but he starts to make it like they're the bad guys and he's fine and then tanya and him like walk off together and these girls are watching him like with tanya and she i just can't i mean like i i mean i hate this scene so much but i just want to be like if this had to happen for you Taylor to never look at this person again then and just never look at this person again I understood Tanya uh, what yeah she's no she's an evil no 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 she's not that's not right baby no she's she's an evil bitch she wants she's she's fucking that man and can't wait to fuck that man and she's doing all this to get to to put a wedge in between she, this girl doesn't understand you her sister doesn't understand you listen babe like why don't we right now let's take you right now to a, a, a an aa meeting like no she's not her friend no they want to fuck i mean he, she's not a good woman she's not a good person and she's not and she's watching I, I disagree with you but i'll let you i'll let you have your conversation just can't believe that's your take go on yeah because if tanya and chance have known each other for 25 years and she's been talking to chance and writing chance and they've been talking while he's in prison and she obviously has some kind of addiction too or is recovering of some kind of something um i completely see her not giving a shit about taylor who from her perspective chance is under duress because taylor has called drama has is drama right so chance is her friend so why would she respect this woman who he's only been with for one year doesn't matter if they if they have a baby on them like if i had a friend who just got out of prison and then got caught up with some girl and that girl got pregnant i would immediately think that that girl was trying to trap him or was some kind of fucking idiot or whatever it was just trying to like hold him down and keep him from like living his best life by forcing him to be in some kind of relationship with her and having a baby. That is what I would think because I would be like you, why would you have a baby off of somebody who just got out of prison? It feels like, it feels like she, you know, cause there are, I mean, not, not there are, but there could be a scenario where a woman writes a man and I don't know, Taylor and Chance's origin story. Like, I don't know how she met him or if she was riding him in prison, but that's my first thought. Is some woman with three kids or two kids, no, three, is riding a man in prison in order to get him to come out and like help her take care of her kids or whatever. And then she gets pregnant. Like, and then my friend is suffering. That's okay. what I would see. If I was, if I was Tanya, that's what I, I mean, I have male friends and like, that's what I would think. I know I love you. So this is my this is what I'm saying. You are supposing that 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 uh, Chance is a good guy that can have that has st uh, straight platonic female friends. And I'll tell you this right now: not a chance in hell. Are you telling me that you think that Tanya and Chance have never fucking boned, and that she doesn't want to bone him? Oh. Are you telling me that 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 
I, I think you're telling me that Chance has been a really great guy for 25 years. This woman has watched happen and like, oh, my friend just has been down to the dumps. Oh, this woman's taking advantage of my really great friend that she hasn't watched him do a billion things. This is a fucked up person, Tanya, wanting to fuck another fucked up person. And she is not caring about the fact that he, that, that there is a child, a baby, literally a brand new baby 